common sense. It's not so common anymore. That's why we need Scott Inez more than ever. It's time for Inez Says. Hey there, I welcome you back to the Inez Says Podcast. I am Scott Inez. Appreciate you being here. You can find the podcast and Apple Podcasts, Spotify, right there on the front page of the WDBO app. And I invite you to join me on the radio every single weekday morning, Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on the one and only WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580 in Orlando. Stream us right there in the WDBO app. Well, time to have Brian Kilmeade back on the podcast today. We've taken a break over the last few weeks due to scheduling issues and vacation time, but Brian is back today and on the agenda with Brian will former president Donald Trump participate in the next GOP debate. Meanwhile, the left's crusade to keep Trump off the 2024 ballot has reached a new level, but we begin with talk about the possibility of term limits. Here's that conversation now with Brian Kilmeade. Let's start with Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell. He's had a couple of freeze-ups in front of the media over the last month, but his physician, Brian, says there's no evidence that he had a seizure or a stroke when he did freeze up last week. Whatever his medical case is, obviously McConnell is not right. Well, what are your thoughts about what's going on with Senator Mitch McConnell right now? I'm not a doctor, but obviously the extended time from the fall uh, with the brain injury uh, concussion at that age, does, does anybody know anybody 80 years old falls and gets concussion that bounces back mm. quick mm. at all? I mean, let's hope, but you, I wasn't there, you, you weren't there, but we have seen at least two freeze-ups, and he does not look good. And he's old. Yeah. Uh, and he got six more years from the people of Kentucky. And the thing is, you know, the governor of Kentucky is under law, uh, a Kentucky law, supposed to replace the senator, if he needs to be replaced for or she needs to be replaced for any reason, with the party that they're from. And Governor Brashear goes, yeah, I don't really think that was constitutional. I'm going to revisit that. So anybody who says, you know, for his good, his health, and his future, he should step aside, well, then they, that deficit's going to increase in Kentucky because this guy's going to sit on this forever. Uh, well, I think the best thing for him to do is be to step back from leadership hmm. and take it easy. Uh, I mean, if I'm his relative or doctor, wouldn't you say, hey, listen, if we can lower the stress level, yeah, I think you're thinking fine, but let's lower the stress level for a year. Temporarily step back, let John Thune step up or uh, whoever it was, the Wisconsin doctor, Wasserman, uh, may he decides to step up, whatever it is. But that would be in the best interest. But if you look at Senator Feinstein, oh. no one thinks that McConnell's not thinking they saw he freeze twice. I've never yeah. seen anything like that. Right. But Senator Feinstein's got dementia. Yeah. I mean, she's an absolute mess. Yeah. And she is shot. She is a zombie. Yeah. And I hate to say that, but there's no way she is functioning. So for any Democrat to say, I'm really concerned about uh, Mitch McConnell's health, are you kidding me? You're concerned about Mitch McConnell's health? What about Strom Thurmond, who sat there like a corpse for 10 years? He was 101 and serving. You tell me he was doing anything? Come on. And, you know, I'm not saying anyone listening to us right now who's 80, I think you should give up. No. And it's been brought up to me by uh, Pierce Morgan, who loves to throw names around. He said he was at this... uh, this uh, uh, this uh, horse event, mm-hmm. this equestrian event, 
and Mick Jagger walked in, mm. and he had just done a three-hour show. Right. And he wants to come and catch the horse show at the end. He says, where were you? He goes, I had a concert. He goes, really? Three hours. The guy's 80. <laughs> so I'm not saying it's a matter of, it's how old 80 you are. Yes. Are you a young 80? You know, and there's people 70 years old who clearly are not firing on all cylinders. That's up for people to get elected. But, I mean, you watched Joe Biden yesterday give him a, a Medal of Freedom or a Medal of Valor uh, medal out to a Vietnam veteran. Okay. Uh, war hero. Got it. As soon as he's done, he walks out. Right. Before they could do it officially, the end of the ceremonies. I mean, this guy, when you have, when you have a president of the United States who doesn't know what to do on stage yeah. and can't read a sentence— do you really think this is about a Democrat or Republican? You hit on a good point there because we have seen decline from McConnell, 80-year-old President Biden, 90-year-old Dianne Feinstein. And yet I know, like you said, many 80-year-olds have it all going on. I mean, my mother is 79. She's as sharp yeah. as a tack. My dad is 84. Same deal. He's still playing softball every Sunday morning up there in the Northeast. So are term limits the answer? I mean, what is the answer to these folks holding on to power like they are? Is it just the electorate is the answer, voting these people in and out? I mean, I, I wouldn't mind seeing term limits. I don't see anything, anybody, I mean, we, we have a lot more uh, lobbyists, you know, a lot more Trent Lots uh, <laughs> walking around, but uh, I would not mind to see term limits. I mean, there's supposed to be service and sacrifice. Man, uh, you know, you're successful in business here. You're in New York City, you're making, you know, two, three, four million dollars and some uh, seat woke something. You run for that seat as mayor or governor and it's supposed, it's supposed to be service. You know, why are people staying there for 50 years like Joe Biden? And, and the other thing is, is because you consolidate so much power and influence, you just stay in that position and there then no go. one runs against you. Is yeah. that really what it's supposed to be? You didn't tell me Nancy Pelosi has provided for the people of San Francisco. You watch that city decline. You see what's happened. All she, now she says, I will not serve on a committee. I'm Nancy Pelosi. Really? Because I elected you. I want your influence on a committee. It's not a matter of you. You know, you've you, you got to go do the job or resign. So these people have lost total view in many respects of why they're there. Yep. Yeah, it's all about power and holding on to power. And meantime, there seems to be a uh, a movement on the left to use this 14th Amendment to prevent former President Trump from appearing on the 2024 ballot. Some on the left are arguing that Trump could be disqualified from appearing on the ballot due to the disqualifications clause or Section 3 of the 14th Amendment. To me, this is a very, very dangerous, slippery slope we're going on. What say you? Uh, I mean, it's the same thing with the indictment. Wow, Trump's one in a million. We'll never have anything like that. I don't think that's correct. I mean, you see the crap that's going on with Joe Biden. Any this any mature adult who isn't a blind partisan name, you know, even David Axelrod has brought up. He's got problems with it. And, you know, anyone who's just not a blind partisan would say, what the hell is he doing? You know, the, the family is trading on his name as vice president to become multimillionaires. So, okay. Uh, some Oklahoma uh, attorney general is going to go, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put a RICO charge on Hunter Biden, Devin Archer. I'm going to pull them all in. I'm going to indict all of them. Hey, look what you did to Trump in 2023. What's the difference? I think this is bigger. And then Democrats go, I'm outraged. Okay, fine. Now we're going we're gonna to find out, too, about a 14th Amendment insurrection. I don't know. Um, 
to me, this is going to be another opportunity for a Trump win. And this is what I'm talking about. If you listen to logical constitutional scholars, they said if this is going to work its way up the ladder, it's going to stop at the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court will go, are you kidding me? They're going to kick it down. And guess who's going to get a major win? And guess who dominates all conversation? Donald Trump, that means if you're Nikki Haley, that means if, if you're Tim Scott, that's another two weeks where you can might as well be spe- uh, spitting into the wind. Because while Trump works his way out to fight against a 14th Amendment ouster, he becomes the story. Mm-hmm. You know, here we're balancing it out. You guys watch our, our channel. And when you listen to the radio show, I feel an obligation to balance it out. You know, we're probably going to have Donald Trump on in a couple of weeks, and he's winning by 42 points. That's the story. Mm-hmm. But I don't believe that every time, you know, Chris Christie and these guys come on, two-thirds of the interview have to be about Trump indictments, charges, and why he's leading. Uh, but the re- every other channel does. I mean, MSNBC literally is, if you look at it, 50 minutes of every 60 minutes is about Trump. <laughs> And it's not because he's such a, a great leader. By the way, I heard your uh, Chris Christie interview yesterday. I thought that was really good. But look, the more that Trump gets indicted, the more popular he becomes on the GOP side. The numbers show it. I know. He skipped know. the uh, the first GOP debate last month. So so what do you think? Does he, he take part in the next debate, September 27th, there on Fox Business? Well, I mean, and thanks for uh, the Christie mm-hmm. comments. But what he said is, uh, he's been at war with the Reagan Library, and everyone says that. And I did not – my bad. I did not know this. Mm. So the Reagan Library is sponsoring this event, so it doesn't matter if Don Jr. was moderating. Mm. He wouldn't be doing it. Mm. So – and, you know, Dana Perino he has no problem with. Uh, he has no problem with Stuart Varney that I know of. Uh, but he said he's not going to be in this. Five have qualified already. But they say if you're going to put your money anywhere, it's Alabama. He feels as though he'll be welcomed, he'll get the crowd, mm. and he thinks he should go do it. So the word is, look for him in October. Thanks to Brian Kilmeade for being on the Inez Says podcast today. That's going to wrap it up for the podcast. Please join me on the radio every single weekday morning. Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time.